These are true stories from the files of the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. What you're about to hear is not a news broadcast, nor is it affiliated or officially associated with the TV show Unsolved Mysteries. Join me. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. 15-year-old Missy Mundy was an honor student and a member of the Future Homemakers of America. She lived in Hancock, Maryland with her family. According to her mother, Phyllis, she only left home to go to church and to ball games. In 1986, a man named Jerry Strickland arrived in the area. He claimed he was looking for property to convert into an orphanage. He contacted the Mundys asking about ownership of a nearby house. Phyllis felt Jerry was a smooth talker and did not care for him. However, Missy, only 15 at the time, was intrigued by him. They began seeing each other. Again, Missy, only 15 years old, and Jerry was in his mid-20s. I'm sorry, Jerry, but it doesn't work like that. Each time Jerry visited Missy, he brought her a gift. According to her friends, he gave her the attention she wasn't receiving at home. Missy went out with him after school and lied to her mother, claiming she was with friends. Missy often snuck out of the house at night to see Jerry. Jerry told Missy his first wife and child had died in a terrible car accident. On the morning of April 17, 1986, Missy left home to catch the school bus. However, instead of doing so, she was picked up by Jerry and they left the state. I didn't believe it. Missy wasn't that kind of a person. Because I knew Missy, I raised her. It was just a big change in that one day when she just left. Missy had no idea that everything Jerry told her was a lie. His wife and child were still alive. He was passing bad checks around town, and he had a serious prison record. He had been convicted for raping and nearly stabbing to death his own sister-in-law. Missy and Jerry settled in Springfield, Michigan and had a son together. She kept in contact with some of her friends back in Maryland, but did not tell her family where she was. She told her friends she didn't care about any of her family except her older brother and her grandfather. She claimed she went with Jerry because he took her away from her family. To make ends meet, she got a job as an assistant manager at a nearby gas station at only 16 years old. Missy became friends with 38-year-old Elmer DeBoer, the courier for the oil company. Elmer picked up and transported cash and receipts from local gas stations. On the morning of May 11, 1987, Elmer came to pick up the money from the gas station and was never seen alive again. An hour later at 11 a.m., the gas station was discovered deserted and the front door locked. Elmer's car was still parked in the lot. Inside, the safe was found open and over $10,000 was missing. He checked the interior of the station and found that there was nobody inside, but the safe had been opened and there was an excess of $10,000 stolen. Melissa knew Elmer's routine because of her position as assistant manager to that particular station. She knew when he was gonna pick up and where. Authorities believe Missy and Jerry robbed Elmer 
when he entered the gas station and opened the safe. They believed Jerry handcuffed Missy and Elmer together to make him believe that she was also a victim. They then took him to a wooded area a few miles away. There, Jerry unlocked the handcuff from Missy's wrist to show her he wasn't going to hurt her. He then shot Elmer two times in the back of the head. Elmer's body was discovered there the next day, 20 miles from the station. The morning after the murder, Jerry and Missy were seen in Pontiac, Michigan, where they bought a truck using cash. For two hours, Missy sat with the salesman alone and did not tell him about the murder. This led authorities to believe that she was willingly involved. Now you got this two and a half hours that she was alone. She could have told the salesman of Lucky Auto Sales. She could have picked the phone up and called the police herself to say, let me out of this. I'm in trouble. I need help. She's guilty. She's just as guilty as he is. She had the opportunity and she didn't do it. Her family and friends were shocked that she would be involved in such a crime. This case first aired on Unsolved Mysteries on February 5th, 1988. Within minutes of the broadcast, 20 viewers had called police to report Jerry and Missy were living in Moses Lake, Washington. Seven hours later, they were arrested at a friend's house. They had watched the broadcast and were waiting for the police to arrive. During their time on the run, Missy and Jerry had had another child. On February 12th, they were extradited back to Michigan to stand trial for armed robbery, kidnapping, and murder. Jerry was interviewed by Unsolved Mysteries and denied the allegations. They got circumstantial evidence. All hearsay. If people talking, but no witnesses. Maybe you're right, Jerry. Maybe you're right. However, Missy later testified against him. At Jerry's trial, Missy stated that although she did not witness the murder, Jerry had confessed to her. All they want is a conviction, and they don't care if they burn me or not. Give a fuck what you think, Jerry. In exchange for her testimony, the kidnapping and murder charges were dropped. Missy served seven months in a juvenile home for armed robbery and was released when she turned 19. She then moved back with her parents and children. Jerry was ultimately convicted for murder, kidnapping, and armed robbery and is serving two consecutive life sentences without parole. Some of these stories remain unsolved. Perhaps someone out there listening holds the vital answer to solving the mystery. Perhaps it's you.